You're listening to Rewire Your Work. I'm your host, Heather Love, and I'm a subconscious mindset coach, a spiritual and integrative life coach, and a certified hypnotist who is obsessed with learning about how the brain works, why we do what we do, how to rewire the subconscious mind, and creating new and fun ways to regulate the nervous system. You're in the right place if you're ready to change your perception of worthiness, find your self-confidence, overcome your fears, step into your truth, and fall madly in love with your life. Welcome to this magical adventure where I'll help you learn the tools you need to rewire your neural pathways and step into your power with radiance and courage. So grab your headphones, get comfy, and let's get started. Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Rewire Your Worth. Okay, I have a juicy topic for you today, and it's all about social media and why it seems to have a hold on so many people. I know there are parts of the world that can't access social media, but even for those people, this might be an interesting discussion. I'm going to share a little bit about my journey with social media, as well as how I understand that it affects our brains. For any of you that don't follow me on Instagram, I announced over the weekend that I'm doing a bit of a social media detox. I actually don't know how long I'm going to be away from all of my favorite apps. And it wasn't an easy decision because the way I mostly promote my business is through social media. And as scary as that felt when I thought about taking a step back, that felt exciting and also necessary. While so many people hate social media, which I totally understand, I have personally found a lot of great people and a lot of great information on social media. That said, depending on the app and depending on what's going on in the world, there can be a lot of hate and anger that is in our faces through social media. I will say that I think I've done a great job of curating my feed so that I don't see nearly as much of that as I used to. I've deleted people, I've blocked people, I've muted people, all in the name of doing my best to make sure that I only see content that I find uplifting and inspiring and educational and entertaining. And it's actually because I think I've done such a good job that I feel like I needed a break from it. This year in 2023, I have noticed that my screen time has been creeping up throughout the year. If you don't know how long you're spending on your phone each day, there is a setting on your phone and it doesn't matter if it's Apple or Android that will tell you how long you're spending on your phone each day. It will even break it down into how long you're spending on each app and even tell you what times of day that you're most active on your phone. I would love to say that because I run much of my business from my phone, that that's why my screen time kept getting higher. But if I'm being honest, that's not true. I started to spend more and more and more time watching what other people were doing and trying to learn from them. That's 
not a bad thing in moderation, but it gets to be a slippery slope pretty quickly. And the more I would consume content from other people, the less inspired and intelligent I felt. So in small doses, watching what others do would spark ideas within me and motivate me to give my own spin on things. In larger doses, imposter syndrome would set in and I would wonder why anyone would ever want to hire me to do anything when clearly there are other people doing it better than I could ever hope to. Maybe that sounds familiar to some of you if you own your own business. Social media in small levels produces dopamine, which is a feel-good chemical. It gives you feelings of pleasure and satisfaction and motivation. But high levels of social media produces cortisol, which is a stress hormone. Over time, excess cortisol can lead to high blood pressure, weight gain, increased acne, and fatigue, just to name a few things. And the tipping point from dopamine to cortisol is so sneaky that most people aren't going to notice. So what happens is they keep going back to social media again and again for that dopamine hit, but what they're actually doing at some point is creating a situation where their nervous systems freak out because of the cortisol, but they have no idea, so they continue the cycle. So as I started to notice that I felt less good the more time I spent on social media, the obvious thought I had, and maybe you already thought this too, is to just spend less time scrolling social media. And you would be correct in thinking that would help. Ideally, I would only go on social media to post my content, interact with my followers, and maybe check out what some of my coaches were doing and be off the app in less than 15 minutes. But I have no self-control. And even when I told myself that that's what I would do, it just has never worked out that way in recent months. Balance is something I have struggled with a lot in my life. I've been an all or nothing girl for as long as I can remember. I really don't half-ass anything. And I guess in this case, that bled over into my social media habits. I will say that I did used to have great balance with social media, but for some reason this year, that slowly, bit by bit, just kind of started to fade away. And at some point, it then became an addiction. And that, again, takes place in the brain with all the chemicals that are being produced because of how easy and accessible it is to see what everyone else is doing and how they're living their lives. And if I haven't said this already, social media is not an inherently bad thing. I think there is so much good to be had by people sharing issues they're having and how they've overcome them, uh, tips and tricks to learn how to do literally just about anything, places to find inspiration and information and just to be entertained. There are so many people in the world who have made me laugh through social media and I love sharing those people with other people so that they can laugh too. 
I've hired several amazing coaches this year, and I found all of them on social media. I have a great community. Almost all of them I have either met or stayed in touch with through social media. So I am by no means bashing social media. But for me, there was this imbalance between how much content I was consuming and how much I was creating. And the more I consumed other people's content, the less I felt in touch with my own thoughts and opinions. And it never seemed like anything I had to say was original or inspiring. Not that I never said anything good, but it seemed harder and harder to access that part of me the more time I spent scrolling. And what I was saying before is that it would have made sense to then just spend less time on social media, but I tried that and kept failing miserably. I was spending so much time on my phone, just wasting time every day, and I had nothing to show for it at the end of the day. And then I felt like crap because of that. So I knew something had to give. And then I remembered that in 2020, about this time, actually, like almost exactly this time, I did a social media detox that ended up lasting about six months, I think. And it literally changed the trajectory of my life. I don't plan on this detox lasting that long because social media is super helpful when you have a small business in getting people to find you. But that time was super magical for me. I found my voice. I remembered who I was and what I loved. My creativity was ignited. I woke up excited to start every day. I lost 50 pounds. I made the decision to quit my job, which even though I didn't leave a little bit until after that six-month detox, but I made that decision. And I also quit drinking right after I did that six-month detox. My relationship with my daughters became so freaking good that I've almost forgotten that it was ever any other way. I've become more flexible, more patient, more fun, and more playful. It literally changed everything. And ultimately, when I remembered all of that is when I decided that this is what I needed to happen right now. Like I said, it won't be for six months. I don't even know if it'll be for two months. In November of 2020, I was in a pretty dark place and I needed to just kind of ghost the world and go inward. I'm not in a place of despair today like I was back then, but I just want my mojo back, you know? And I think it's okay to just shut out the noise of the world for a little while to do that. I know I'm talking a lot about my own thought process with me and my story about why I decided to take a social media detox, but I'm hoping that the message will reach the right people who might be considering the same thing. I actually heard from several people after I put a post on social media about my detox that they told me that they've been feeling the call to step away too. There is just something special about connecting with your soul to hear what messages are there for you. 
And I honestly thought about not even putting anything on social media at all that I was taking a break, but I did want people to know that I wasn't disappearing completely and that the podcast was still going to be coming out every week and that my weekly email would still be coming out and that I still had some opportunities to work with me before the year ends. But if you're considering taking a detox for yourself, don't feel like you need to announce it if you don't want to. You don't owe anyone an explanation. Okay, so the brain and how it's affected by social media, I touched on it just a little bit with dopamine and cortisol, and also adrenaline is another chemical that's in the mix too. But what I really want you to understand is that the most important thing you can do for yourself if you're going to spend time on social media, the most important thing is that you open those apps with a regulated nervous system right from the start. If you go into Instagram or TikTok or pick the app of your choice, looking for it to fulfill something within you to fill a gap, then you will very likely spend longer on the app trying to get that feeling. And the longer you spend trying to get that feeling, the more likely you're going to be to actually stress out your nervous system even more. So if you're already feeling good going into your time on social media, your brain isn't going to be looking for something to make it feel better. So you're less likely to get sucked into the scrolling. You can spend five or 10 or 15 minutes on it to find what you're looking for or watch some cute animal videos or watch someone make a Christmas craft or whatever. And then you're going to find it easier to just get off the app and go do something else. And that doesn't mean to bounce around from one app to the next like I would do. That means actually getting off social media so that the cortisol and adrenaline doesn't kick in. And there's actually been a lot of research done about how the constant notifications on your phone stress you out. So this goes for more than just social media, but something that can help with this is that Any phone that's on the newer side has a setting that you can turn on do not disturb so that your phone doesn't give you notifications until whatever time you set it for. I also turn my phone on silent a lot of the time, even when I'm awake, and that really helps to lower the cortisol and adrenaline. Whether you know it or not, when you hear that ding or whatever sound you have for texts and emails and social media, your brain immediately wants to know what that notification is. And we've created neural pathways in our brains that are now habits for how many times we pick up our phones every day. I said this in another podcast a while back, but on average... We touch our phones something like 2,600 times a day, which is absolutely insane when you break that down because it ends up being like three times a minute or something. It's a lot and it's literally a habit and it's one you can break, although it's not easy or at least it hasn't been easy for me, but it's getting easier. It's literally a habit. And if you don't believe me, experiment with yourself and see how hard it is to not pick up your phone, especially when you're bored or sitting in a meeting or watching TV. 
I think that's where I'm going to wrap this up. There is so much information on what social media does to us both physically and mentally. But as I said before, I don't hate social media. I think it's a great source from both the perspective of a business owner and as someone that consumes content. But there is a balance to be had and making sure you're in a good headspace going into it is really going to help you to be able to walk away from it without getting sucked into it and going over the tipping point from dopamine to cortisol. So just be on the lookout for when you go from that good feeling to kind of the icky feeling and listen to your body and take that as a sign to close up the apps and go do something else. I hope you have found this helpful, my friends. If you loved this episode, I would be so grateful for you to give me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Your reviews make it easier for others to find me, and it's my mission to help everyone on this planet realize how amazing they are. And if you want to get in touch with me right now, the best way to do that is to email me at hello at IamHeatherLove.com. I read every message I get, and I love to hear from you. Until next time, thank you for listening. I love you so much. And remember that you're worthy of living the life of your dreams.